0: What's up? It's your pal Again, Lodicus and this is The Bar Is Low. Every episode we take a look at a fic or a series of fanfictions and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. So a simple, yet terrifying fact of life is rule 34. If it exists, there's porn of it. And if it exists, someone wants to fuck it. And this applies it's a motherfucking Pokemon. Pokemon is really close to my heart. I grew up with it, and I played Diamond and Platinum Pokemon when I was a kid, and then a few other times, like, throughout my life, I just restarted the game. It's just, I keep coming back to it. I don't know, man. I just, I just love it. But there's some people out there. Cute little Pikachu. Yeah, someone wants to fuck it. Charizard. Big-ass fire-breathing dragon. Someone wants to fuck it. Arceus, the Pokemon God? Someone wants to fuck it. I think you're noticing a pattern here. So today we're going to be talking about people like this. However, this is only the first part of a series that, at least right now, is going to be two episodes long and the next one will be up next week. We're going to start off with the relatively tame stuff this episode, even though things are still going to get pretty fucked up by the end of this, believe me. So we're going to begin with a really badly written fic, just hopefully ease you into a little bit, and then we're going to get to some kind of mid-tier Pokemon Pokemon and Pokemon human sex. Then we're going to get to some really fucked up, non-consensual shit, and then we're going to close on a bit of a classic. I also want to mention that I found an Arceus Ash series of... Of that pairing, what, okay then, it's called the Lord and the Consort. If you want to check it out, but I didn't read it and I'm not covering it because you know the first part was 2,500,000 words long, and we have a lot of other stuff to get to. So I just thought that was an interesting pairing. That's why I bring it up. But anyways, I do my best to ease you into the worst of things, and today we're gonna descend really far into depravity. Of course, next week we'll be talking about some even more fucked up shit that involves a certain kink, but that's enough intro. Let's get to today's content. This first one here is called Ash's Genitals Tortured. It's a very straightforward title, I think. Um, I'm gonna start with it because it's the only exclusively human-on-human fic we're doing today, and it's really badly written, so it's funny. Still, Ash gets gang-raped and becomes a sex slave, so, you know, fuck you. So Because it's so short, it's gonna be the only one today that I'm gonna narrate in its entirety. It's worth it just to read this whole thing. But the syntax, that's why I don't think reading it aloud can do it full justice, but I'm gonna try. On Day, Misty, Dawn, and May. Wanted to torture Ash, genitals. May, hi Ash, we want you to take off all your clothes, including shoes, capitalized, socks, pants, jacket, shirt, and even your underwee, so we will see your genitals. Ash, okay, I will get naked for you three girls. Ash took off all his clothes, and the girls tied him up. Ash, what are you girls going to do to me? Misty, we will torture your genitals, but if you don't behave, we will cut off your genitals. That means you will never father children and you would have to pee just like us. Ash was crying. Dawn took a taser and shocked his penis with it. Ash, ow, that hurt very much. Dawn, we will torture you dick more than your balls so you can still father children. And if you don't, hold still. Your penis will fall off. We would give you a new one if it falls off. (laughs) (laughs) Ash, do you want it fall off? May, no, of course not. We just want torture your penis only. It will make your dick bigger and longer with no scaring, but we may have to be circumcised. You will keep your penis. (laughs) Missy then stroked his penis long. Then she took scissors and circumcised Ash. Ash, that hurt very much. May, it is my turn. It is almost over. Your dick is growing bigger. (laughs) (laughs) It makes no sense. (laughs) This makes no sense. (laughs) She took her hands and put it in her mouth and bit it. Ash, is it over yet? Missy, yes, but you must walk naked until you heal. When it does, we will have sex with us. Then Ash's penis grew longer and wider. He was now happier. Ash, thank you for torturing my cock. They made an arrangement so he can marry all three of them. He will also be their sex slave. They will also be good to him and father their many children. And eventually, they will make him get a vicademy so he won't have any more children, but still keep his balls. They lived happily and slavery after (laughs) their lover and sex slave until they die. The end. What the fuck just happened in that? (laughs) That was like probably the only really humorous one we're gonna get to today. The rest of it gets a little bit darker from here. So this next one centers around a legendary duo from Sinnoh. Cresselia and Darkrai. So they're seen as polar opposites as each other. Chrysalia representing the full moon and Darkrai representing the new moon they're also both associated with the subconscious and sleep so there's something poetic about writing a fic that pairs them because you know the opposites attract things but we'll see just how well that holds up so it starts with Chrysalia going to find Darkrai because you know he went and did something he wasn't supposed to do putting two people under his like nightmare sleep curse which he can't really control when he does that it's not an evil thing it's Really, a defense mechanism, and he's just chilling in their house. He doesn't really have a home, and he's just lonely because you know he's a manifestation of darkness and no one wants to be around him. He kind of looks forward to seeing Cresselia, even though she doesn't like him and she just is doing her job to be like, Hey, fuck off from these people. So, yeah, he's pretty lonely. She sees him sleeping against a bookshelf after she fixes the humans who were under his curse, and she's just like, Oh, he looks so peaceful asleep and kisses his head. Neither of them wants to travel in daylight so they're kind of stuck rooming together and she starts having some reluctant fantasies about him in the other room. So when Darkrai awakens, he's like, she's gonna chew me out so bad cause I fucked up again. Also, why is my mind playing tricks on me? Like, is she really moaning my name? Is she? Then he walks in on her masturbating against a bedpost and calling his name in the throes of passion. Alright. Alright then. So there's a tense moment, because she doesn't want to want him, but she does. Then they get to fucking. So the anatomy of these two Pokemon, I don't even know what the hell's going on. Like, I mean, a Pokemon based on an animal, like a dog or a mouse, like, okay, that's kind of easy to conceptualize. But these two Pokemon are, like, really abstract. If you don't know what they look like, you should probably... Search that. So you know what I'm trying to conceptualize here? I'm just gonna explain them anyways. Priscilla looks like a colorful floating swan, kind of. It has wings that don't really look like wings and no other limbs. Darkrai is a humanoid ghosty looking dude. It has no legs and it looks like he's wearing an old black cloak, so... Not only is it difficult to conceptualize what the biology of these two Pokemon would be like on their own, but to conceptualize them fucking is a whole nother level of weirdness. But we get to learn what the author thinks of their biology, as Cresselia tells him to do his worst, So he, like, just puts his dick in her mouth, which is described as long and tapered, almost like a pair of tendrils twined together. According to Bulbapedia, Darkrai is genderless, like most legendaries, but Cresselia is female, and I guess she has a normal enough vagina, so, like, okay. They also keep talking about Darkrai's tendrils, so yeah, there's a bit of a tentacle kink going on. I guess they're, like, his fingers... Then there's some vaginal sex, and I wish people would stop saying shit like this. This is is what we finished on. Soaking her womb with jet after jet of thick seed. No! You guys, don't use the S word. Seed is a bad word. Don't say that ever when you're referring to cum. Never use that word. I hate that. I hate that, and I hope no one ever just just why? Why is it so common? <sighs> so they go for a second time, and she's getting overstimulated from coming so much. They just fuck in a haze until they pass out, and then this is another gross quote: "Her well-bred holes." Ew. But it does have kind of a happy ending with them both being flustered around each other, and she like picks him some berries for the road and decides to help him find a new place to live. So this one I kind of overall did like, despite the weird Pokemon sex that was really hard to conceptualize. And I don't know, the concept of a pairing like this seems like poetic and shit to me. Like two opposites codependent that work together and love each other instead of battling for dominance like tongues would. It wasn't just Smut, their relationship was written in a relatable and kind of realistic way, and the end was kind of cute, I guess, so it wasn't really that bad, but that's about to change. This one's called "Of Mice and Masturbation, and it starts off in much the way you would expect, considering the title. Pikachu, one horny ass motherfucker, it's mating season, and he just craves release. So Pikachu's dick. Is four inches long. Now for a human, you know, that's a bit on the short side, but, like, let's think about how tall Pikachu is. I looked it up. It says one foot four inches, so 16 inches tall. So that dick is a quarter of his height. That's like a human having a 17-inch dick. So there you go. Pikachu gets to check it off, but, and that's still not enough. So he sucks his own dick. <laughs> And then he fucks his own mouth, and he loves it. And they really explicitly state how clearly he just loves it, and he loves the taste of himself, and he's just really getting off. And he has some depraved sexual fantasies about the other Pokemon in his party, which are uh, Lucario... Arcanine canine and flarian, and his trainer, also his trainer, Pikachu nuts, and electricity comes out of his cheeks, and his face is just covered in calm, you know, But he needs to get off again, and oh look, it's Lucario, with the massive doggy erection. So Lucario speaks English, and Pikachu finds his commanding tone so very sexy, and he's just dreamed of this moment for so long. So Pikachu... <laughs> <laughs> the Pikachu was too short to reach Lucario's dick. But to quote, Thankfully though, as if nature didn't want to see the mouse get cock blocked, there was a tree stump about half a foot tall right next to the jackal. Convenient But it's porn. What can what can I say? Pikachu starts sucking Lucario and Lucario speaks with a tilde with a tilde at the end. That makes me really uncomfortable for some reason. And you guys, Lucario has a seven-ish dick. Like, that Pokemon's four feet tall, so it's still kind of freakish, but how did Pikachu get the entire thing down without, like, dying? And since, you know, Doggy's not, Lucario not in Pikachu's mouth. If you don't know what that is, it's where, in intercourse, the dick will swell up so that you can't pull out until you come. So some people are into that concept, I guess. Uh, so he knots and it's a three-inch-wide knot, cause fuck you. Then Lucario comes all over Pikachu to mark him, and Pikachu rubs it into his fur, cause he or the author, uh, you know, or both, I guess, are dirty fucks. <laughs> it ends with Pikachu still being really horny, cause you know he was servicing Lucario and he still needs to get off. But you know who's coming along now? Oh shit! It's R K nine. So that Pokemon just waltzes out to join the orgy, but. Technically, this fic is unfinished, but it's been a while since they last updated, so I think that's the end. I like full circle endings, but that leaves it open for a third chapter with the uh, arcane orgy. So, now we're gonna dive deeper into hell. This next one is our first human Pokemon fic of the day. But it sure isn't the last! Ha <laughs> ha! It's an X-reader, too. <laughs> Written in second person, motherfucker. So, the Pokemon you're fucking is your female Zangoose. It's pretty rare to get, like, original Pokemon characters that are female, actually. Her name is Tavi, and uh, this Pokemon is based off real animals, mongoose and a cat, so it's not that hard to conceptualize its biology, like Cresselia and Darkrai. If you don't know what the Zangoose looks like, you might want to search it up anyways, though. Um, So y'all have been lifting together, and you've just finished your workout session naturally. You've gotta go shower in the locker room so yeah, you can kinda see where this is going. You're just enjoying the hot water, but Tabby gets in your way just to hug it all up. Very conveniently, her height is just so perfect that your dick and her ass are perfectly aligned. She grinds on you a bit. Not really intentionally, I guess, but she's a chubby girl. She's a chubby girl, but under that, she's muscular, which turns you on. What follows is consensual, so it's nice, I guess. That could be worse. But also, let's remember, this is a public shower, so it's going to be really awkward if someone walks in on you fucking your Pokemon. And, like, I don't think a Pokemon can actually consent, so, yeah, you're going to go to jail if someone finds out. (laughs) Even though the Pokemon does clearly want it here. So you're fucking her pussy and holding her up because of the height difference. Her claws are digging into you. Uh, Okay, the Zangooses or Zangeese, I guess. I don't know which one. So they have big claws, so that's really got to hurt. And also, she has tits, you guys. (laughs) Just the anthropomorphic titties on animals, no, I don't like this. But anyway, that's not all, she wants to make out with you. You didn't expect her to be a bad kisser, to quote, so I guess you've apparently thought of this before. But either way, you take the lead, and then you both come, here's another disgusting line that kind of mirrors one um in the fucking... Which one was it oh whatever it doesn't even matter but it says you paint her womb with your seed stop using the s word just stop why is this so common it's so gross also painting what the hell so then you get out of the shower having just had public sex but you assume no one else is around because you know there's no evidence of anyone else in the locker room she can't walk but you think if anyone can't walk, it should be you, because you were holding her up. I mean, it's fair, like, your legs like, were sore. But if you fuck a woman good, she shouldn't be able to walk afterwards. And I'm not talking about having, like, a huge dick and crippling her. I'm just talking about making a woman come. When a woman comes, she's not able to walk after And your zangoose hugs you as you pet her. And the author, the author, you're not allowed to say that anything is cute, you sinner. All right, now we're going to get into some really depraved shit. We've already covered one fic by this author before, Nidorin Duran. It was in the second Fun for the Whole Family episode, uh, the one where Zuko gets a magical sex change and becomes, to quote, the Fire Palace breeding whore and guard fuck toy. So yeah, okay, now almost everything this author writes is commissioned, and Zuzu's new changes, as well as the one we're going to discuss today, they're no exception. There are quite a few similarities going on between them, namely the mind break. You know, while I'm judging the authors of some of the more depraved stuff I find down here, I'm not really judging Nidor and Duran, I'm just judging the people who commissioned this to be written. Okay, so let's get into the third, fourth chapters, which can all be taken as one-shots. But the first one, we start off with Roxanne, the rock-type gym leader from Hoenn, battling a repeat challenger slash perverted stalker of hers. But a Mr. Mime is watching. He's one of seven psychic-type Pokemon who have escaped from a research facility. He can control people's minds. Because, fuck you, Mr. Mime is Also, if you're unfamiliar, exactly what it sounds like, it's a a clown in Pokemon form, basically. So that just makes everything even more creepy. So like I said, it can control people. And it's like, "Mm, this challenger clearly wants her. I'm just going to make true love happen now and watch. The Mr. Rhyme controls her actions. So she surrenders both her battle and her heart to the creepy stalker dude. And like, she's still inside there freaking out, but she has no control over anything. This quickly turns into cock worship because fuck you. When the Mr. Mime is just chilling and checking off to this. And the creepy guy refers to her as his waifu! <laughs> oh my god! I bet this was commissioned by a neckbearded incel who knows that the only way he's gonna get laid is if a woman is psychically controlled into fucking him. But at the same time, incels aren't actually that self-aware, so I don't even know. Here's another quote. This is what this creepy ass motherfucker, Trent, says. I go on forums that talk about gym leaders and our crushes on them and how hot it would be to be able to date them. And uh, also forums about fucking Pokemon (laughs) and how hot it would be if gym leaders fucked their teams. There's a lot of overlap online with that. Trent felt a bit embarrassed to admit it, but he had somehow lucked his way into having her suck his dick anyway, so maybe she'd find it hot. I want to brag about you sucking my dick, but they wouldn't believe me, would they? A lot of guys claim. but it's, and then the paragraph just suddenly cuts off there, but this next paragraph is like, even as Roxanne screamed internally at the very existence of such things, externally, she was smiling. Mm, really? There's whole forums of people who watch to fuck me, well why don't you whip out your phone and record me finishing sucking your big cock off. You can post it all over the internet and show everyone proof that you really have. Roxanne wanted to be your own slutty cum dump. So that happens. He comes in her mouth and now she wants it in the pussy I guess, or the Mr. Mime wants it in her pussy, but alright. It's time to suffer some more, because you thought this was going to be human on human sex? No. No. Mm, no, it's not. And Mr. Mind wants her to suck the guy's marowak, so it's spit roast time, motherfucker. This is so creepy, too, and, like, Roxanne is internally screaming the whole time, but she can't do anything. The guy says, Come here and fuck her mouth, boy, just like we always hoped. What the fuck? He's thought about the threesome with this but oh my god I just oh my and he also has a body pillow of her that he puts his fleshlight in and he fucks it this is such an incel fantasy and like oh my god this guy Trent is like the most incel incel ever but at the same time incels don't know they're actually that creepy so I don't I'm actually like hmm did an incel commission this to be written so I'm not sure but let's head on over to Unova now where Elisa is being controlled by a behem to fuck her Pokemon and post it online because fuck you. It also ruined her memory, so she's basically shameless now. So she's, <sighs> she's just like a slutty Pikachu to quote. But the most important aspect of this costume, of course, is a butt plug with a Pikachu tail attached. <laughs> uh, the perv's online. Vote for what they want her to do. Because she has a really popular porn streaming thing going for her now. All we have to start us off is double Pikachu blowjob. Yeah. It says that none of her Pokemon need to be mind controlled to want to fuck her, because they would all just do it, camera or no camera. So, you know, I feel like a Pokemon would generally want to fuck a human about as much as a human would genuinely want to fuck a Pokemon, which is like uh very rarely, you know, if you're really perverted, sure, but like, not unless that. So that's I guess it's a lot of perverted Pokemon. So uh the double Pikachu blowjob thing happens, and I really think that's all I need to say about that. Now the second place entry, she moves on to that. The people voted, drink from Rotom. What does that mean? Well, the Pokemon Rotom has multiple forms, and can take the form of various appliances and the like. Like a lawnmower, refrigerator, you know, stuff like that. One of the forms is a washing machine. What's in there? It's not water. Yeah. So specifically, fucking herself with a dog dildo, Rotom. Covers her in gallons of cum because fuck you. And then she drinks a liter of it! Guys, I actually felt nauseous reading this. Like, I really did. <laughs> oh my god. So, anyways, now let's go to Sinnoh for the third chapter, which, you know, makes me sad because I love Sinnoh and I grew up with Gen 4. And to be honest, the other two chapters I was like, who are these people? You know, not even knowing what they looked like or anything, but like Sinnoh is like my digital home. I would live in Sinnoh if I could. But now it's time to ruin everything. We get the gym leaders, Gardenia and Maylene. Why, okay, why is it all like, I guess you want to see uh, people we know and love depicted in uh, sexual acts, but also, like, I don't know, this is, ah, uh, they're just specifically targeting the female gym leader. I'm like, okay. So we get. Gardenia and Meline, they're both in this, and they're exploring the Haunted Mansion in Eterna Forest, the old chateau, but a Gengar is watching and thinking depraved things. This one gets really weird. You're probably thinking, oh, this has been weird already, what are you talking about? But, you know, I don't think it takes that much creativity to think about fucking a Pokemon, but this concept is pretty wild, because they're in a haunted house, they're terrified of ghosts, but... The Gengar decides to totally mess with them by ship into, like, ghost versions of both of them. Not only are these ghost versions naked, not only, but they also have dicks. Ghost Maylene is just like, alright, time to fuck Gardenia. And this is a quote. <laughs> Something about the ghost fucking Gardenia made her stomach churn and worry. Really? Wow. Likewise, Ghost Gardenia fucks Maylene. I think that it would be a little weirder if they fucked themselves, but, uh, you know, I don't think this needs to be any weirder than it is. Both of their minds are being weakened and tuned to being more receptive to sexual pleasure, so they eventually give in. Everybody comes. Then the Gengar shape shifts back into a Gengar, and then Shape shifts into eight Gengars, who then quadruple team our respective gym leaders, and then a... All eight of them come at once. All eight of them at what? So I guess these two become part of the old chateau legend, and they just disappeared into the house, and there's nothing anyone can do now because they're broken and also, you know, in a haunted house where no one wants to go. The final chapter occurs in Olola with Mallow, so there's a like, kind of smutception thing then going on here there's a drowsy, fucking her unconscious body, while it gives her, like, some slutty dreams, I mean, plants false memories so for the island challenge in her dream like, you know, the trainer has to collect four ingredients, which, uh, in this version of events, uh, it consists of, like the cum of various Pokemon, which she harvests herself, like, she blows a septile, and then there's, like Talonflame cum, and then the, a Trevenant, now that the trainer has all this Pokemon cum, and the berries she's like, it's your turn, trainer, and then they fuck i guess uh and then i guess they eat that fun berry cum mix i have to share this beautiful review with you that was much better than i hope it would be i thought it was gonna be like oh that was hot or something you know generic like that but it's beautiful and very i just love how detached it is mallow had a very sweet tasting pussy well, this reviewer says about that line. The female genitalia is acidic with a pH ranging from 4.5 to 3.8 due to good bacteria present that produce lactic acid, making it a little less acidic than orange juice, 3.5 to 4.2. In other words, if your pussy is sweet, then it should taste something along the lines of orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. Well, yeah, that was Mind Control Dolls. The ghost fucking was new to me. This was kind of similar to the other thing I read by them about like the insatiable cock and like lots of come. I still suspect that an anime loving incel commissioned this, but I'm not sure because incels aren't actually that self-aware. All right, we're on our second last one now. This one's a bit on the long side and I think this one is the only fic we're covering in this whole series that has a plot. It's really fucked up, but it makes it, I think, a worthwhile read, honestly, uh, if you can stomach all the abuse porn. So we were in Sinnoh for this one, and we'll be talking about the anime characters Ash, Don, and Brock. And May is in there too a little bit, but it's mostly human-on-human, human, but it's still pretty fucking insane i will credit the author they include notes about rape bdsm and all that stuff so she knows the seriousness of the situation she's writing about even though you know she is writing about it but like she knows how bad this shit really is she also says that if ash ketchum was real and met her he would probably kill her and yeah i think that would happen that would happen so our squad is on the road camping out and this is an au where brock is a sexual predator basically. And also, I guess, uh, Onyx never evolved. Why is important, you ask? Oh boy. Well, anyway, Brock sprinkles some sleeping powder, everyone, so he can then strip Gag and tie Ash to a tree with no disruptions. So Brock gives a little introductory feel and talks about how he has apparently been lusting after Ash for the last four years, apparently! 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 Ash is 14 in this, so it's a little less fucked up, I guess, uh, but the point is. Brock can't wait any longer, and he's gonna fuck Ash whether he wants it or not. This is also, like, really fucked up, too, because they've been friends for a long time, and, you know, they had a lot of adventures together, but the whole time Brock was a fucking perv waiting for the right moment to move, because fuck you, and that's really fucked up. And the sad thing is that, yeah, a lot of rapists are people who the victim knows and trusts, so that, yeah, that's really fucked up. Brock doesn't really know what he's doing, so the anal doesn't go very well. So because Ash is wearing a gag, he pretends that he's begging for it, uh, goshy, and he continues to do this during the sex scene, even though it's obvious that Ash is crying and does not want to do this. So yeah, he also didn't use enough lube, but it's starting to feel wet in there, because Ash is bleeding, to which his response, I guess, is, oh well. After he comes from the anal, he jerks him off and shit, and then they do anal again, because fuck you, Brock removes his gag so they can make out a little but. Ash bites him and then goes off on him for all this shit. But then, because this hasn't been fucked up enough, I I guess, this is where things get really insane. So, you thought know, this was gonna be boring old human-on-human human sex, you know, that Findilla shit. Yeah, sure, we've talked about Pokemon fucking humans in this episode, but this particular Pokemon is easily the most insane of the ones depicted in a sexual situation thus far because it's Onyx. Now, just remind you. Just to remind you, Onyx is a thirty-foot-tall snake made out of rocks, twenty-eight ten to be specific. But the point is that Onyx is like five times taller than your average human. Now, Brock does some more bondage stuff and threatens him that'll sick Onyx on him if he won't do whatever he says. But Ash continues to plead to be let go. So then. A 30-foot-tall rock snake fucks him in the ass. How does he even survive this? How, how is he even, like, conscious? Like, then Brock is like, Oh, alright, I mean, you're horribly injured, but, you know, we'll still make out, and you can suck my dick, and I'll fuck your face until you vomit. So that's where Chapter 1 ends. This was originally supposed to be a one-shot, but we've got more, because Brock promises it'll happen again. Chapter 2 opens with a very traumatized Dawn recounting the night's events to an officer Jenny, featuring some flashbacks, but it's not actually what happened. I don't know why she misremembers, I don't know if it's explained or if I just missed it somehow, but she remembers it as just the Onyx raping him, and Brock also does play it off as just a wild Onyx, uh, just, yeah, doing that. Brock is so fucking evil in this, and he- he talks to Ash's mom on the phone, he's like, It's okay, I'll take care of them. He couldn't be in better hands. And also, he's, like, thinking to himself, oh, yeah, it's Ash's fault for getting raped by a fucking rock snake because, you know, he couldn't take my hints. Brock visits him in the hospital, and then this is where we get all that blackmail shit. Blackmails him with the threat of Onyx going after Dawn next. And he's also, like, trying to convince Ash that he enjoyed it you know because he got a boner involuntarily you know that type of shit so chapter three we get some officer jenny's figuring out what's up because of how ash acts around brock but he still won't admit to anything because of the threats he spends the night in a jail cell which actually relieves him because he doesn't have to be around brock now brock has apparently sicked onyx on three more people because he's a disgusting sack of shit and he's got to work that alibi and like Don is so pure and must be protected, so that's why Ash does what Brock says. She's, like, really excited about the Wallace Cup that does occur in the show. So, yeah, that's when this fic takes place in the chronology of the series. So, this chapter closes on some more fucked up shit involving a future night, where Brock again ties him to a tree. This author is, like, mmm... There was a poker incident where, you know, Brock punished him with a fucking burning hot poker, but she didn't write it because that was a little bit fucked up, even for her. But this time... The punishment Ash gets for being mouthy is the cat of nine tails, which I guess Rock just has with him. And he makes him say shit like, I belong to you, master. That's so fucked up. And then, like, because Ash especially hates it, it's blowjob time and, like, yeah because Brock gets off to whipping people and like Ash doesn't want a hand job but it happens anyways Brock also kind of keeps the secret by healing Ash with potions after their sessions so his scars don't really show it's not even out of pity or anything it's just like I don't want to get caught but he is starting to accumulate some scars anyways oh my god and then we get chapter four things lighten up a bit for Ash he's been really shut off lately but May shows up in the fic and you know brings back a bit of cheer he hangs out with her and Dawn for the day but you know both of them are starting to sense something's off once Brock shows up and then, you know, come nighttime, they're actually in a hotel this time, not in the woods, but guess what? Brock bought him a fucking collar, and it, it locks around his neck, because slavery. The A.N. for chapter 5 here is, uh, the author has a poster of Ash, but is staring into her soul and wondering why she's writing such an abusive fic about him. And Brock brings him to his kinky leather sex club, and they rent a sex dungeon. Because, you know, I don't know, they couldn't do that in the bed. And also because... Three sometime. Ash does see someone he knows, and he's like, Oh fuck, I do not want to see him here, anyone but him. And we don't know who it is yet, that's not revealed. And then, like, Brock gives him a fucking another kinky little thing. Here we get another slick Pikachu costume, and the tail, this time, is not a butt plug, but it's a vibrator for his ass, because fuck you. And Brock is like, I'm gonna take some pictures so he can remember this special night. And he leaves and brings back the man that Ash has been dreading, and it's Paul, Ash's main rival in Sinnoh, so that's yikes, and it becomes a threesome, because fuck you, when Ash gets roasted, Paul doesn't know that Ash doesn't want it, because Brock told him that he wanted to fuck both of them, he figures Ash is also acting the part of the sex slave, because they're, you know, at a BDSM club and all, Paul goes to suck him, and Ash is like, whoa, not sadism, someone is performing a sexual act on me, just solely for my own pleasure, what is This, But here Paul senses something is up because you know for the first time ever Ash actually enjoys the sexual act and Brock gets all like tense during the scene. So one of the BDSM club guys is like hey you didn't pay for three people so Brock has to leave to go deal with that. So Ash and Paul are alone. He realizes that it was all involuntary and under the latex costume he has a bunch of scars and shit. Also the importance of a safe word guys. Brock never mentioned a safe word, they don't have a safe word, so yeah, he, he knows, he knows now, so Brock returns and gets all possessive, because now Paul has them all himself, and then he threatens to release all the pictures he has of their sex, and like, sick onyx on Dawn, so Paul leaves, but he's gonna do something about this shit, so yeah, in the show, Paul is an asshole, because you know, that's how all the rivals are. Uh, But we already have one abusive psychopath, so that's why he actually has empathy here. One of the Jennies does run into Dawn that same night, just wandering around, and gets kind of more of a lead on the case because she tells her that the boys are out, to quote. Don uh, goes to the contest next. She's, you know, upset because Ash yelled at her that morning. Because, you know, obviously the poor kid had a fucking awful night. Jesus. Uh, Don advances in the contest, and they want to go out to celebrate, but May sneaks off to see what the deal is with Ash, and like, be like, hey, why the fuck did you yell at my friend, you asshole? But he's there, in the room alone, fucking overdosing on potions to kill himself. But she doesn't really know what's up, so she just leaves him there. Which, I don't know, man, like... What? How do you not realize something is up there? He's, like... Overdosing on Pokemon potions that are barbiturates and will kill a human. He's taking some pills so they won't vomit. So, Paul tracks down Dawn to ask her about Brock, and he does this by being an asshole, of course. Dawn attributes Ash's odd behavior to, you know, him getting raped by an Onyx. But Paul is dropping hints, but, like, then Dawn runs away because he's a douche. Brock does come in while Ash is dying. He can't let him die because, you know, he doesn't want to risk them getting found out either if he goes to the hospital. But here, we, we do get a definitive time period for which this whole abusive nightmare has been going on for Ash. It's Two months. That's, that's awful, man. That's, that's real fucked up, man. This shit's fucked. So the final chapter here. So, you know, Dawn is really distraught and Paul is conflicted because he wants to help. But also Brock has, you know, all those pictures of him blowing ash and his reputation. Oh no. God damn it, man. Just do the right thing. Dawn tracks down Paul this time and decides she wants to help now. Ash has, you know, attempted suicide. She's done running and he sends her to go steal the camera with all the blackmail photos on it first. She goes with May, and May looks at the photos because Don was like, uh, yeah, Brock stole my camera, yeah, and I was just... Oh, oh, don't look at it. I'm just an amateur. Oh, oh, don't. No, no. Wait, you fucking took these? I... Wait, what? Oh my god, what the fuck? And then, yeah, so she now knows <laughs> about that night, and they get a tearful confession from Paul, saying that he wouldn't have done it if he'd known that Ash hadn't wanted it. And then the Jennies do get to cracking the case, because if you don't remember and it was a bit underemphasized, I really do think, that, you know, Brock sicked his onyx on three underage girls who all look like Don. Just, you know, to fuck with Ash. This is when Jenny realizes that Brock has to do with it, and then Don and Paul show up with the news. Ash's mom also visits him, and she's like, drugs? Clearly not a suicide attempt, but it, like, kind of ends happily, I guess, with with her. Ash is just like, maybe it's gonna be okay. And it ends really abruptly. Uh, We don't get to see the resolution to this fake, but it's assumed that they're going to catch Brock and he's going to suffer for his crimes and everything's going to go back to normal. I did want to see that retribution, but I guess not. So this one I actually kinda liked weirdly enough. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of disturbing porn in it, but they kind of showed a self-awareness way, talking about BDSM abuse and suicide in the notes, and especially showing the effects that the abuse is having on Ash outside of just during the sex. I did like Paul and it's actually like, yeah, he's a dick in the show as are all the fucking rivals, but he showed empathy and it was nice to see someone actively trying to break Ash out of his abuse hell when Don was so clueless. I don't know, I thought it was kind of interesting how he fucked him, but, like, didn't know, and then was like, oh shit, wait, oh, fuck, that was rape, whoops, and then tried to redeem himself. Brock's manipulation was a big factor that contributed to a more salt story. Instead of focusing on just straight-up rape and physical abuse, we got some more psychological shit in there, like, blackmailing him, and I especially thought that how he almost at times convinced ash that he was enjoying the sex just because his body was having a physical reaction that was interesting i mean yeah that's really fucked up and i like the ands differentiating between bdsm and sexual abuse and you know showing more self-awareness than like 50 shades of gray um i really do think that what Made this higher quality, despite how fucked up it is, is that it has a plot, even if that plot was based around people trying to figure out what brock deal is, and that really strengthens it for me. Um, this fic isn't all about the sex, even though it, it it is a lot still about the sex. This is like somewhere between a disgusting rape porno and like an exploration of the psyche, which sounds really pretentious, but that really is what happens when you don't focus on the abuse itself. You don't show the rape. It kind of becomes an exploration of the psyche instead of porn, if you get what I'm saying. hope that makes sense. Our last one here is a bit of a classic. This one is infamous for how the trainer, who's the main character in this, shares his name with the author. David here didn't even bother changing the name of his self-insert. This one is called Rectified Anonymity more commonly known as the Pokemon story. Maybe that sounds familiar to you, maybe not, but it's pretty infamous. I also remember this as being poorly written for some reason, but it's actually not, so I don't know if that makes it worse, but let's get into this. It starts off with David lost in Kanto in the midst of a rainstorm. So (laughs) he fondles the Pokeballs in his lap. To quote, Before releasing his Gardevoir from its Pokeball, I probably horribly pronounced that Pokemon's name, but whatever. Just like I probably mispronounced some other ones, but you know, whatever. just gonna say that. I can't remember the pronunciations of like 400 Pokemon names. So if you thought Pokeballs alone was funny, now he's fondling them in his lap. Which sounds a bit like masturbation to me. So, you know, it's only the middle of a thunderstorm and they're outside in the cold, but David's suddenly like, I'm horny. And this is a quote you'd best remember. He put a loving arm around his guardwar, pulling her close, and whispered, Guard war, you know that I'm your trainer, right? Your master. Guard, she nodded in agreement, he nodded in return, and you would do anything for me. Remember those words. And then he rapes his Pokemon. Cause fuck you. I f- do find it kind of odd that so far the non-consensual stuff we've talked about and will continue to discuss in the next episode is mostly about Pokemon raping humans instead of the other way around like it is here. Ooh, this line is fucked up. Best thing about a Pokemon is that they'll never be able to tell anyone about it. So the sex. The sex is fucked up, man. As you might have imagined already, but you yeah, know. He doesn't really know her anatomy that well, so he's just like, any hole's fine. And then, to quote, her precious anus... Is pulled to four times its natural size. Wow, um, also precious anus, but wow. So after that, he just sees her there, having a, you know, he's just ravaged her. It unlocks something deep in his soul, and he's like, yep, I've I finally found my purpose in life. So then, he consumes the blood and the feces that came out of her ass when he destroyed it. <laughs> Oh my god, oh my god. Here's a paragraph from this. He flipped her bleeding, limp body over. His mouth met hers, lashing about inside her toothed maw. He kissed hard and deep as he carefully fit his shitty dick into her of vagina. The head slid in easily and she whimpered with a deft hand. He massaged her clitoris. She tried to pull back to cry out, but he pushed into her harder. She screamed into his mouth. The vibrations filled him with in ecstasy. He violently penetrated her and wave after wave of pleasure engulfed them both. It was beyond the realm of human understanding. Collapsing universes whirled about them being born and dying in an eternal idiot firestorm. So first of all, shitty dick. As in literally covered in shit. Secondly poke-vagina thirdly he has a transcendental experience take that last sentence on its own collapsing universe's world about them being born and die in an eternal idiot firestorm and you might say it's poetic you wouldn't think it's from fan fiction about a guy raping his pokemon but it is but it is and i don't really know how that's relevant to that theme but i guess it is So, while he's just treating her roughly with no regard whatsoever to her comfort, she accidentally hurts him, which only prompts him to punish her, and this happens a few more times, and he beats her pretty bad. So, she finally breaks down and sucks him, like, when he shoves his dick into her mouth. Like, even though she's vomiting, he's still beating her every time she does something to displease or injure her second part of this fic occurs a few weeks later, when they finally arrive in Cerulean City after, you know, traveling for a long time. Guard War has been mentally broken, and she's also now infected with all this nasty shit because of, you know, all those open wounds. He takes her to a Poké Center where a Nurse Joy tries to revive her. David says that he just found a Pokémon like that in the forest, because fuck you. But, you know, he's getting turned on by Nurse Joy. Don't try his pickup line here, because it won't work. He slid up next to her. How does it look, nurse? He asked, putting a hand on her shoulder. Not very good. I'm afraid the rejuvenation chamber won't be enough for- No, not the Pokemon. You're cunt. (sighs) That won't work on anyone, guys. Don't try that. But she's like, Hmm, you know, I haven't gotten laid in a while. I guess I'll let him fuck me. Just after a little bit of deliberation. So he fingers her and keeps adding more fingers until he's got a whole fist up there. And she's like, Fuck me harder, you peace! Spelled like peace sign. Of shit. But he doesn't like her telling him what to do. So he just shoves another hand up there. And she's bleeding like crazy. And then out of nowhere. Out of fucking nowhere. Her dad just walks in. Why is he here? Who is he? I don't know. But he's like, boy, what are you doing to my daughter? And then David's just like, help me out. You know, her mouth isn't going to fuck itself. And all it takes is a fuck me daddy from Nurse Joy for him to shove his, to quote, wrinkly liver spotted dick down her throat. Wow. So, you know, that's still not enough for the sadist David. So he grabs her cervix and twists, and she bites the dick in her mouth clean fucking off. Wow. And then David pulls out a knife, cuts his own dick open while vomiting, slices open his ballsack, takes out his testes, and fucking eats them. You know, this this week was a, a, much more fucked up than I remembered. You know, maybe because I was just skimming, because, uh, you know, I used to be weak like that, but oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't remember him eating his own testes, but okay. So, Missy, yeah, Missy's kind of in this. She's reading in the news that, yes, all three of them bled to death. She's also his first love, apparently. Do you remember this exchange from earlier? Missy shook as she read it. She wept, and her mind grew jaded and hateful. She was alone in the world now. Nobody she loved. Nothing. Alone. She drew a Pokeball from her belt and opened it. Staryu appeared next to her. Staryu, she blushed and looked at him through teary eyes. Would you do anything for me? Star, he echoed. Her cunt burned. She needed it. All right, I have a question about how you'd fuck a star. You like, I guess it is a dick, but can you sit on one of the like star points? But this also raises other questions about the author. My first time through, when I missed a lot of the details, I was like, okay, this guy wants to fuck a guard warrior and also nurse Joy. But all the other shit—does he want to kill himself in a bloodbath of kinky and brutal sex? I don't even—I don't even fucking know what to say about the man who wrote this. I don't know what he was thinking, what he wants. What he was going for, but that exists. Well, that is Pokophilia round one. Join me next week as we get even kinkier and fucked up. And believe me, yes, it does get more fucked up than this. And I say this objectively because we're going to add some new scary things. Because next week's episode will focus on breeding. Yes, breeding with. Yeah, yeah, it does a lot to say about that. And there's also something even worse in the final fic that we'll be talking about. I don't know if I've said this yet about anyone, but the author of that last fic we're going to cover, these to be put under a police watch or something, and that's the type of fucked up we're going to be talking about. I had to revoke the Fire Nation Incestuous Threesome's Most Fucked Up Award to give it to this guy, that's not even a question. So fellas, hope you got something out of our dive into hell, because I don't think enjoyed is the right word, and return next week, if you dare. So, today we covered Ash's genitals tw- I can't even say it. Ashes <laughs> genitals tortured by Vix. To sleep, to dream by Inkblock Fox. Of mice and masturbation, my anarchic serenity. Lift by Four Leaf Pyro. Mind Control Dolls by Nidoran Duran. A Dark Knight by Pippi Pika. And Rectified Anonymity, or more simply known as The Pokemon Story, by David Garrett. We're on Instagram. You can find us at the Bar is low. There's an underscore in between each word. You'll know what's coming up if you do that. So yeah, I'm Yapel Wanchigastoticus. This is the Bar is Low. Thank you for joining me. And that's all for today.